Hey, good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. It is Thursday, October, must be 6th, I think, at 7.20. Hey, pulled it off, 4 a.m., up in Adam. Took the dog out, uh, neglected to pray again, but I was able to pray during my meditation, and so that was pretty good. Maybe we should open with a word of prayer. Uh, dear Lord, you know, please bless bless this time that we have together and uh, please keep uh, everybody's loved ones safe in this extreme environment that we're living in we appreciate your grace and your mercy and the gifts that you bestowed upon us please help us to see those gifts recognize them for what they are and to use them for your glory amen so i had a baller baller podcast yesterday unfortunately when i went to listen to it the, the sound quality was terrible really really bad and I blame the new coat. I just put on a different coat that morning. I shouldn't say a new coat, just a different coat. And I put this little lapel mic in a different spot. So bummer, bummer, bummer. Now I am driving one-handed, holding the mic in front of my face. Hopefully this is a lot better for everybody. And, you know, I was thinking also, I don't enjoy listening to podcasts, let's say about deer hunting, where the guys start talking shop about their kids and about their wife and all this crap not really into it like I'm there to learn how to become a better deer hunter and I don't really enjoy a triathlon podcast where I'm learning how to become a stronger swimmer or biker and the person wants to talk shop about one of their hobbies so I I released these two car talk episodes and I realized that you know there's quite a bit of that in there and perhaps not as much content that you know you can take away and go you know what I'm, I'm a little better for having listened to that today you know for example the quote of the day or the bible verse of the day so i'm a little nervous because it's going to be an extra time commitment but i'm going to try these morning monologues and then when i get home i'll go ahead and read a little scripture uh you know give you a killer quote maybe talk a little more shop about marijuana and we'll call it good speaking of marijuana i don't know if i talked about this uh two episodes ago because again I'm, I'm a little confused yesterday was so bad and then I tried one on the way home too but it just came out like dog crap so I skipped that one I read an article I read two different articles from two different moms about their kids one was a daughter one was a son both were extremely grounded both were extremely successful students uh, these young folk both were athletic and sadly both of them committed suicide now the the common theme behind them is that they were both using the high concentrates. They were using the, the heavy doses of edibles. They were using dabs. They were smoking, you know, engaging with the shatter, um, vaping. The moms were very angry that this stuff is legal, and they pointed out something that makes perfect sense. You can't compare the marijuana flower of the 1960s or 70s at 4%, 5%, with the marijuana flower of today at 22%, 25%. And you certainly can't compare today's marijuana flower to today's concentrates of 60, 70, 80, sometimes 90% THC. It's no longer marijuana, now it's literally THC. High doses of THC for a young developing brain are terrible like really really bad right it impairs your cognitive function but these are people who are also still forming their understand their understanding of reality right like what is the world where do they fit into the world and how does the world operate it's one of the reasons why kids 
idolize their teachers or they think their teachers are God. Your students in college, for example, right? Whatever the professor says, ooh, that's the that's mouth of Jesus. It's why the professor's heads get so gigantic. It's why academia becomes a, um, a tremendous echo chamber of people just, you know, I'm in my own little world. I, re I say these things because I'm a learning man and this is, this is what I have read about. And I never go out and actually test it in the real world. And so these crazy, you know, liberal professors, and don't get me wrong, right? Like, I'm liberal about many things. I'm sure there's much more that you and I agree on than disagree on. And my comment the other day about the, the guy taking the kneel, I'm frustrated with that. Uh, yes, of course, I'm frustrated because it's disrespectful. But what he really did was alienate the people he's trying to bring across the aisle. He, he alienated them. Like, if, if you wanted them to listen to these arguments... Doing that was the perfect way to ensure nobody would pay attention and that everybody hated you. Same thing that my district did with the LGBTQ stuff. Instead of having them, instead of mandating people go and listen to our school's lawyers and talk about what is current law in New York State to make sure that you are doing the right thing or the correct thing, I don't know if I call it the right thing, but the correct thing, they mandated the bus drivers and TAs to go to the safe space training. Totally, totally different ball of wax. I went to the legal one first. I had signed up for safe space and then took myself off because I was like, fuck that. I don't need some sticker to prove that I care about kids. You know, to prove that kids are safe in my room. They don't give me a fat kid sticker. They don't give me a black kid sticker. Why do I need a gay kid sticker? It's stupid. And so I went to the legal thing instead, and it was really cool. You know, I'm like, all right. And it was also frightening, the uh, kind of protections that these transgender kids have, because I never really thought of myself as a feminist, but I, as a man, I understand how men think and what people with a penis and a pair of testicles, you know, what goes through their head and, and how they experience reality. And now I'm married to a woman, and I've only ever dated strong, independent women. You know, one of them has her own page in the Girl Scout handbook. The other one was a valedictorian and a wrestler. And, you know, it's, it doesn't make sense. Like, why why are they changing together? Like, that is a fucking terrible idea. Like, And then what happens when they house the transgender prisoner in the female camp? Oh, a bunch, bunch of girls get pregnant. Oh, okay, go figure. Yeah. Why are we letting... Oh, oh, the transgender person competed in the girls' sport and then also just happened to win the whole thing. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. So so is that equality? No, it's not. It's literally, again, somebody who's a biological male taking precedence over somebody who's a biological female. All right? I don't, I, listen, you can, you can love whoever you want. You can be whoever you want. Like, I'm totally fine with that. But, like, your feelings don't matter more than everybody else's feelings. So if you want to go lift weights like that lifter over in Australia, like that's cool, go lift weights. But why do you have to compete? Why do you have to go in and compete against women who have had a pair of ovaries and a vagina their entire life and you for 22 years had a pair of testicles and a penis and then you somehow think that's a level playing field and you somehow think that you deserve to be there. That's fucked up. So anyway, the point is, I'm trying to learn about compassion. I promise. I promise I'm trying to become a more compassionate person. Uh, I have had moments of that, like the very smallest glimmers of that in school, and it's really helped my teaching. 
right? Instead of getting frustrated at the kids, like if I have compassion for them, if I recognize the whole world is hurting, uh, my interactions are just much more positive. Same thing with the adults. I'm not very good at that though. Usually I, I walk into a conversation and I just assume the other person's a fucking idiot and they're stupid and I can do it better than them. And that is my, that's my own problem, right? Like that's, that's my, that's my Achilles heel, I guess. Giant ego. And so full circle here, I, I, I can't remember what went me down, what got me down this rabbit hole. Oh yes, 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 yes. So we're, we got these youth, right? And these youth, they're trying to understand the world and they're smoking marijuana because they get caught up with some friends and then their dopamine levels are all over the place going totally haywire. And you may have remembered from podcasts I did back or if you've listened to them, when your dopamine levels spike exogenously, meaning something you're, you're taking something that ge- that forces your body to generate dopamine and it goes to a high level in order to maintain homeostasis your body stops producing it and not only does your body stop producing it but when your dopamine levels start to fall they don't fall back to baseline they actually fall below baseline so now you're dopamine deprived so it's this crazy yo-yo and i believe one lady on the joe rogan podcast talked to the talked about it as like little addiction gremlins that would like hop on a scale you know and and then the scale would oh okay we got we got lots of dopamine i'm feeling great and then bang 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 these addiction gremlins would pile in dopamine goes way 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 down and you're feeling like damn i need to take that hit i need to do this thing so these young kids who are just like literally tumultuous cesspools of hormones like they don't know what the fuck is going on the world is totally upside down, right? We can't understand it. If you're over the age of 30, you have no idea what it's like to be a kid today. I'm 32. I have no idea what it's like to be a kid today. Fucking none. Okay? Living their lives on phones, all the bullying and craziness that's on social media, having these totally unrealistic images slammed in their face over and over again, unfettered access to extreme amounts of violence and pornography. Like, what the fuck is that doing to kids? And I'll tell you what, as a kindergarten teacher, I have had to, year after year, convince my students that things like the Avengers or things like that goofy clown that lives in the fucking drain, whoever that person is, I can't remember, like, they're not real. Like, it's a movie. People get dressed up. Their parents aren't explaining this to these kids. And to the kid, it looks real. Like, how... It is real. Like, they're watching it. There's a person. There's the clown in the the sewer. The clown in the sewer grabs a person, drags them down, cuts off their hand. Okay, so clowns live in sewers. Unless somebody explains to them that this this movie has a purpose or, like, this is what's going on, they will never figure it out. And so... Ah, so our youth, you know, the older kids, middle schoolers, high schoolers, they're in the exact same situation. Exact same situation. And then now you're coming off of COVID where they had to isolate and they go into these echo chambers, they go down these social media rabbit holes and the message is overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly that what's good, what's bad is good and what's good is bad. And we don't even know who's saying these things. Like that's part of what drives me nuts about Twitter like, who gives a fuck how many people online have, you know, what they have to say about something? It doesn't matter. They could, they might not be real. They might be little fucking keyboard warriors over in China. They could be from Russia. They could be auto-generated bots. Like, you have no idea. Why are we catering to this, like, invisible populace? I don't get it. But anyway, 
these kids committed suicide after getting into extremely heavy doses of marijuana. They weren't smoking anymore. Their friends would tell the parents, yes, they're doing shatter, they're doing dabs. And sure enough, the schizophrenia started to kick in. I always thought that was a little bit of a myth from like reefer madness, like the idea that if you smoke marijuana, you become like paranoid, schizophrenic, that sort of thing. And I'm a very suspicious person by nature. So when those thoughts came up in me, I never really looked at them as an effect of the weed. I just looked at it as like, this is me. I took a long psychological test. It was like two hours. It's a couple thousand questions along with an interview after I was arrested. Again, to show the courts like either A, I'm crazy and so take it easy on me or B, like I'm a good dude. I'm just trying to figure shit out. I made a mistake. And I scored within the norms for everything except suspicion. And then I was, whoop, like, I wasn't off the charge, but I was pretty well outside the norm. It turns out that's a little bit genetic. I've got some family members who went crazy. And uh, I have, like, somebody, it's like a second cousin, like, far up the train. Like, my grandmother's brother's son shot his parents or something, killed them both, and then committed suicide. I don't know. It was crazy, crazy. Um, so I got to be careful. But I also, after reading this article about these kids killing themselves because they're going psychotic, right? Like they can't, they recognize that they're failing. And that was the other interesting piece on this article is that the kids recognized they were failing. Like these were high achievers. It was out of the blue. Both parents were, were pretty blindsided by the dramatic change that came over these kids. They knew they were sucking. They knew that they could be performing better in school. Like they knew what they were doing was wrong. But they were chemically hooked because it's not the marijuana of the 1970s. You can't extract the chemical from this flower and then, then take only the chemical and think somehow you're using marijuana. That's bullshit. You're using THC. And one of the moms had a good point. Like, it's not like they're out there eating cocoa plants out there snorting cocaine it's not like they're grinding up poppy plants and putting them in their tea they're shooting heroin like that's what happens when kids are inhaling this fucking potent potent wax and it makes perfect sense i gotta tell you if anything motivated me to become i got goosebumps right now just thinking about it if anything motivated me to become a motivational speaker now or to, to like give me some purpose with this kind of stuff it's recognizing that kids are dying i think for the longest time the attitude towards marijuana was like it doesn't kill people you know alcohol kills people people die of alcohol poisoning all the time people you know they're drunk driving it's like okay well now we're starting to see people killing themselves committing suicide because marijuana is wrecking their lives and should i say it's not marijuana it's thc so there's always going to be a consequence. There's always going to be an unintended consequence to change. And so you need both people. Jordan Peterson talks about it. You need the conservatives in the world, and you need the liberals in the world. The liberals of the world are the ones that are open-minded. They're willing to change. New ideas come in. You know, growth happens. But you need the conservatives in the world because there's a system in place that's productive, that is working, and when you tamper with it, there's going to be a consequence. And so here we are legalizing marijuana, and, and I'm all stoked, right? I'm like, yes, you know, all these, these 
poor black people from the hood, you know, and they're not going to be persecuted anymore. Uh, people, army veterans, are going to be able to go to the store and, and get their medication to overcome the PTSD. The average Joe is not going to have to worry about getting pulled over and arrested and taken away from his children. And the stress of driving around with illegal drugs is ridiculous. I that was, that was my least favorite thing about marijuana was that if I had it in my car, even though I was a nice dude, you know, contributing to the world, XYZ, if I got pulled over and that shit got found out, I was hosed. Totally hosed. Well, now we have an unintended consequence of our youth abusing high-potency stuff that you guys probably don't even use, right? Like, there might be some of you, but whenever I get a message, it's people who are smoking joints, blunts, or taking bong hits. Nobody has messaged me saying, oh, yeah, yeah, now, you know, I've been doing dabs every day for, you know, two years, and uh, now I'm ready to quit. It's like, no, no, you're not going to find, you know, what are the forums full of heroin addicts? You know, let's say there's, let's say there's 100,000 heroin addicts in the United States. How many of them you think are on a forum saying, yeah, you guys, I'm, I'm really trying to quit heroin. I've been on heroin a long time, and it's tearing me up, so I'm going to quit. No. They are obsessed with the next score. That's all they can think about. It's consume their lives. And you know what I'm talking about. You know what it's like driving home from work. And all you can think about is taking a hit. And what's crazy is I'll have these I'll have these massive internal battles about it. I'm like, oh, I mean, I, I want to take a hit, but I'm not going to. I shouldn't do it. And I'm fighting myself, and I'm getting so tense and worked up. And then... I might say, you know what, I am going to smoke a little bit when I get home. And all of a sudden it's like, I feel so much better. I feel great. My day is, all of a sudden the sun is shining. I know I'm going to go home, I'm going to take my hit of weed. And then I'm going to do a bunch of chores, you know. And then I'm going to I'm gonna make dinner and take care of the dog and get, you know, pick out my clothes for tomorrow. And, da, 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 and my life's going to be normal. Why is that? Like why, what, where is that fear and that tension coming from? over the drug I finally didn't smoke last night I'm sicker than a dog I got open house with parents tonight from 5.30 to 6.30 I don't have any weed I drove past it last night I was podcasting the second time on my way home and when I was getting close to the place I'm like oh man you guys I'm itching I'm itching bad I'm itching bad and I drove past it made it home and now here I am today I listened to Tony Robbins this morning I analyzed his speech I meditated for an hour my clothes on, packed up my lunch and my dinner, and I headed out the door. I guess I can only say that in your own life, and with your own friends and your own family, I hope that you start to separate marijuana from THC. I believe that this is a cultural shift that has to happen. THC is an active component in marijuana. But caffeine is an active component in coffee. If you take too much caffeine, you die. It has happened. In particular, it happens in the bodybuilding space. People taking too much pre-workout. Nobody advises you to go out and consume pure caffeine. And I believe that it's up to us, as people who know the drug, to talk to our kids, to talk to our friends, to talk to our cousins, whoever it is, and to be the light in the world and explain the difference between smoke and herb and using these concentrates. So, 
I'm going to leave you with that. Remember to find satisfaction in the struggle, peace in the moment, and I guess I will see you guys tonight.